welcome to the first episode of GHL Podcast. Uh, this is Brian Holland with the GHL Mock Draft 2016. Uh, with me are the owners of the Boston Bears, Chris Holland. How you doing? And the owner of the Cincinnati Swad, Justin Sadowski. Hola. The three of us have known each other for a long time, and uh, we decided, what the hell, let's give this thing a try and do a little mock draft and see how the players line up. We're going to be doing picks 1 through 15. you guys have anything to say before we get down to this? Like anything, you know, any thoughts about the league or any thoughts about the draft? I'm sure my picks are going to be totally way off base, but, uh, yeah, just going by what I would choose for that team, you know, at that particular time and what I thought their needs might be and uh, what direction they might be going as a team. But I'm, I'm sure I'm totally way off of what I picked, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm just uh, going to second what Chris said there. Uh, it's a pretty deep draft this year, but as far as the top 15 after the two, I think anybody can go anywhere. So, <laughs> so I'm sure we have yeah. some people out of place, but I think we did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to like what the owner, what the team needs. I mean, you know, there's some guys that you know have good cards this year that I thought slipped a little bit, and yeah. you know, you know, maybe that's just the way the three of us were. We were looking more for the prospects, but yeah, we'll go through it, and then uh, you know, maybe we'll do a little recap and talk about that, and then go from there. Sounds good. All right, all right. so the very first pick of the 2016 GHL mock draft goes to the Alaska Polar Bears, and I think that's pretty obvious. Connor McDavid. Oh, there's a shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no surprise on that one. <laughs> yeah. Don't even need to talk about it, really. Briefly looked at his team, too, and, like, he has, like, Backstrom and Kadri as his other center. So, I mean, that's a, he's three deep at center, and he has Ovi on his team. So, I mean, you put McDavid on Ovi, or not yeah. on Ovi, but with Ovi. <laughs> that's a little fan fiction there, Ovi on, on McDavid. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty good one, too, there. All right, so we got Chris with the St. Paul Stars. Yeah, with the second pick, uh, St. Paul, I had him picking uh, Jack Eichel. Based just strictly on, I know there's other players with better cars. This is, you know, Panarin could go here and depending what he wants to do. But I think when you're choosing this spot, you got to choose the best player available. And to me, Eichel is going to be a, you know, a solid number one center that the Stars can build their franchise around. And, and to me, that's what you have to do when, you know, you're looking to, restock your system a bit you just have to choose the best player available uh for your long term and i, I think eichel fills a lot of the the holes that he has right now in his lineup and is a good solid uh piece to begin the rebuild yeah it's a good pick he's definitely the num- consensus number two yeah so you know to me it's just a kind of a no-brainer to you know go with that and be satisfied with him and move on all right justin you're up with the edmonton beavers at number three yeah, I kind of went the same route that Chris did. I think I'm taking the best player available here. Edmonton, they're still rebuilding. Um, they got a pretty decent top three lines, but then there's not much depth after that. Uh, not too many prospects in the pipeline. They're thin at D, but I also wanted to take a forward here. So I go with Dylan Larkin. I think he's the third best player in the draft. You know, again, you could go Pan- Panarin here. He's got a great card, but. Larkin's also 19 years old. He's going to be playing in Detroit where they have a ton of success year after year. So I got to go him here. He's going to have a big role there for a long time. And he's got yeah. a solid card this year, too. I mean, uh, he does. It's, yeah, he's definitely usable. I forget what usable. it is. but Definitely usable card, too, which is nice to get to when you have a, a guy that you're looking to build around. Yeah, right. and that's the thing, too, about especially a lot of these early teams picking. You know, A lot of them have a lot of holes that they need filled. So you're looking, again, more for the long term. 
So you're just looking for the best available guy. Like we've said probably 15 times in the past three minutes. <laughs> so, so without A sense further, of theme. Yes. So without further ado, uh, number four with the Toronto Toros, uh, select Max Domi. You know, same thing. He pretty much needed everything. Just go with the best available guy. And, you know, especially the way the league is. And like as Glenn was saying, you know, the superstar RFAs are going to get more and more expensive now. Being able to get some of these young studs for, you know, the million dollars, it doesn't really matter what position they are. Just take the best guy and, you know, you could even move his rights or whatever you want to do later on. Yeah, I mean, he's a solid pick there at four. You know, he's gonna get he's gonna get a look probably this year. And yeah, I don't think I mean what we just said pretty much the first three picks apply here. And you know, he's definitely gonna get a look, and uh, he's a solid building block to uh, to use to have there at number four. And probably the same situation here at number five, uh, Chris, with the Hershey bars. Yeah, with the with this one, this was actually the for me the hardest pick of of this the first round, just because now there's so much you can that it could have gone and looking at looking at their team, you know, I, I, they could have gone, I think I had three guys here that, I, that they could have gone with a uh, Panarin would have been a solid pick. Uh, Hannafin who is, you know, could be a top flight defenseman, but ultimately I decided to go with Nikolai Ellers. And a lot of the reason why I went with that is because looking at the, the, bar, uh, the bars team, they actually have Derek Pouliot and Griffin Reinhardt on the back end. So, that gives them two guys that already are there. And I look, you know, looking up front, they have some holes there to fill. So I kind of steered me away from choosing Hannafin. And then, and then coming down between Panarin and Ellers, I ultimately think in, in the real draft that it could be Panarin going here, which I wouldn't be surprised with at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Brian and Justin will tell you, originally I had selected Panarin, then two seconds later I changed my mind to Ellers. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely back and forth with for a little while, but. The reason why I decided to go with Ellers is because he's number one prospect on Winnipeg, and they have a very deep farm team, so he's going to be a building block for them. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas Panarin, he's a little bit older. Uh, he is playing with Patrick Kane for the immediate future, so he's going to put up crazy numbers more than likely. But then I'm afraid that you know over the course of time, he might price himself out of Chicago kind of like a or be a cap casualty just because they need more space. So that to me was why i decided to go with ellers here and and but i wouldn't be surprised if panarin is the actual pick yeah i mean absolutely you know i was i was really surprised you know that panarin is dropping this far yeah i was just gonna say he 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 keeps slipping and slipping and here's the team uh new jersey is up at six they have solid depth at forward already and i can take him and really have another good prospect for him but he's old He's a little older than most guys, and like Chris said, he could become a casualty for Chicago, and who knows how he's going to pan out. But Jersey's really thin on D. They have a good top three and then nothing after that. So I'm taking the best defenseman who I think is in this draft, and that's Noah Hannafin. Uh, He's a really good puck-moving defenseman and plays strong defensively in his zone. He's going to quarterback the power play for many years down there in Carolina, who's actually got a good young up-and-coming prospect pool as well. So that's why I got to go with here, and and Aaron's going to keep slipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, the touch base on the the D. Uh, me personally, I've I've been heartbroken over the past few drafts picking D high, you know, high up in the draft. Uh, you know, I one one year have. picked you know Dougie Hamilton and oh god Justin Schultz, <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, looking at Hamilton this year, I think he's like a 70, 62. Like I'm still waiting for, you know, he was the same thing that you're talking about. Hannafin, good puck moving D solid, uh, defensively, uh, power play, you know, quarterback to power play for many, many years. And he's still, you know, I think last year I used him as my six D, you know, and yeah. he's now an RFA this season. It's like, you know, he's played three years for me now and, I haven't seen the result of, you know, that top 10 pick. So that's why I'm a little nervous, you know, going with a, a Hannafin, who in real life probably would be the best pick right there. Going with those D, and yeah, he, he's a rookie, and he only played one year in the NHL, but he played a full season in the NHL, and his card's, you know, not that great. So, right. I, you know, that that's the only reason why I would be a little hesitant, like, picking him, because you, 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 you think it would go up? True. Uh, he's 19 years old, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I know, as he I'm, plays I'm and develops more, I know, I know I have Gardner, and I gave up a lot to get him, and I'm in the same boat. He's constantly yeah. 60, 60, it, and that, that's what's tough. It's hard to translate uh, NHL, you know, defensemen into GHL cards. It seems like to predict right. them, you know, forwards. I think you have at least a good idea offensively what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, defense defensemen are, are very tough, especially offensive minded defenseman more than you know uh than the the stay-at-home defenseman but uh yeah it they're short on d there you have to take him because he is the best d prospect in the draft like i said he's got a good top three and then after that with his card he still can jump in and play in the top four yeah so 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 that's going to help him there well just keep the ball rolling uh i'm up with the syracuse blazers at number seven and i'm picking the guy that's dropping artemi panarin Looking at his team, like he has a good top five D, but he just needs forwards. I think, you know, he has uh, he has Matt Deshane on the on the top line there, but after him, I mean, there's a big drop between Deshane and you know even the second best forward. So you put Panarin up there, he's already a second best you know offensive player. I, I hear I hear your concerns too, you know, the older player and everything, but you got to remember he's only I think 25. So, yeah, I think you know, he'll be. Yeah, I think he will be twenty-five. Or he yeah. will be twenty-five. So he was twenty-four last year. So I mean, you look at that. Like, let's say we go with twenty-four. You get three years. That's twenty-seven. Then you sign him to that max five-year deal. That's until he's thirty-two. You're gonna have, if you wanted to, have that player through his entire prime. Right. So you know, I, I understand the whole. You know, pick the eighteen-year-old, the nineteen-year-old, and the guys that you're picking too. They're not gonna like take a year or two to bloom. You know, you're looking at like McDavid and Eichel. Like, there's no no doubt that they're gonna rise up there. But right, you know, right. Panarin's already shown that he can do it, and you know, at least for the foreseeable future, he's gonna be on Kane's line for I don't know, at least the next two years. I would assume. Yeah, we'll take and then, yeah, and then yeah, then maybe you know, then maybe he will price himself out. But you know, you'll at least get a couple of years, and you know, if he does as well next year as he did this year, you can be able to trade him. For right. you know, for a bunch of stuff and rebuild some more. Uh, Agreed. You know, Agreed. He's a yeah, good piece moving Agreed. forward. He's a good player or a great trade trip, but you know, and especially again, at that, especially at that number two, number seven of the draft. You know, absolutely, that's, a, that's, that's a, great. It's a, a steal there. Steal. You know? But now we got was it Chris with the Colorado Pioneers at number eight. Yeah, number eight. I I looked and again it was down to two players here because I I saw what they needed and and it really depends on what they look at long term and what they want to do this year again. But uh, I went with Zach Wierenski on D, and obviously the other person 
against it would be a Jacob Slavin in Carolina who has a you know ridiculous card, and we'll talk about right. him. But the reason I chose Wierenski is, uh, one, that Colorado already has some good young guys offensively in the system. He's got uh, Leon, uh, Leon Drizadl, uh, Elias Lindholm, and Kirby Reichel already up front. Uh, but looking at his at a, on the back end, he doesn't really have uh, top prospects there on D. So Wierenski uh, right now uh, on the board, I think long-term is, is the second-best defenseman, maybe long-term, maybe, uh, in the draft. So that's why I went with him. And he's, he's Columbus's top prospect. Uh, and he should be, you know, with them this year as an eight, you know, he was an 18 year old. So he'll be 18 or 19 coming in. So right off the bat, you're going to have a young guy playing big minutes and, and uh, you know, he'll, he'll be able to do a little bit of everything there for Colorado, I think, moving forward. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised again, if Slavin is the pick here, depending uh, how Colorado view, you know, what he wants to do long-term or short-term with his team. Yeah, and I, I really like that Wierenski pick. I think he's going to be a really good player. And I think, and Chris, you might you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think he's a prospect in the GHL too, right? I believe so, yes, yeah. So, I mean, you know, right. that, that that could be – Add you know, that, That's another thing you do have to look at because then you do get that extra year. Yeah. Solid pick. Justin, with the 2016-2017 uh, <laughs> Cup yeah. champions right there, Cleveland Marins. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, it is. Wow. Yeah. You a pretty tough division. Although your conference really hasn't won anything yet, but that's, you know. True. (laughs) We also have two cups between us. Yeah, but you guys were in my conference at the time. True. So who you got for me, Coach? Buddy, this was a tough one. (laughs) Uh, You really have needs. Your four lines are filled out. Uh, You're you're solid on D. You could use help five or six honestly, but I really didn't want to take a player here. Slavin, you could. I don't think he's going to pan out and have this card consistently, so it would help you this year, yes. Could you take him here? 100%, and I wouldn't fault you for it, but I take uh, the birthday boy, Michael Del Cole, who turns 20 today. Oh, happy uh, birthday. I think he's, um, I don't know, I think he's a good playmaker, plays all three zones uh, has very big boy at six, three and 200 pounds. Uh, he's on the aisle. He's going to get to play with Tavares very soon. So uh, I think this is a very solid pick for you in your future. Well, thank you, sir. The number 10 pick, the Iowa Spartans are going to take Jacob Slavin, uh, take a look at his team. They have a good top six D. Uh, the only problem is they're, uh, I think it was like two or three guys uh, have low fortitude, so you know they're going to get hurt. So you, you add Jacob Slavin, he instantly becomes their best defenseman. I think he has 100 on D. Uh, and, you know, I hear I hear your concerns there, Justin. I, I don't think he's right. going to have, like, this great of a card going forward. Right. But, you know, at the same time, it's like the opposite of my concerns with Hannafin. It's like he's a rookie and he right. has this great card. Even if he goes down, like I don't see him dropping, you know, going from 100 to like 30, you know, going down to 70 next year. Maybe I think if you're starting off this high, you're as a defenseman, you'll probably end up with at least an 80 next season. Right. And we talked about defensive style of play earlier and how the cards translate, you know, Mm -hmm. offensive puck moving defensemen. The cards don't really seem to work out for him where these stay at home defender types get the good cards. So maybe he does have a good run. Yeah. For his career. 
Exactly. I mean, I feel like this is a little bit more predictable and, you know, going, especially getting burned after all those other years that, you know, I, I try, I try not to select D even for other owners in mock drafts, <laughs> but uh, it's one of the reasons why I didn't pick one for you. Exactly. But no, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm going to go with him here. Just thinking that, you know, th- even this year, Ottawa can win a lot of those one, nothing two one games with the D that he has adding one forward to that lineup. I, they only have, I think like a good top three adding one more forward wouldn't really help them this year and probably not even long-term, but adding that one D, especially since everybody needs D in this league, he might be able to turn around and flip a guy for two, you know, depth forwards. And well, that's then, definitely a solid pick there. Again, like you said, I mean, you know, his card is great. And even if he does falter a little bit moving forward, he's still, he's still going to be a solid player. We got Chris with the Montreal Maroons at number 11. At 11 with Montreal, I chose uh, Pavel Zaka. Looking at Montreal's team, they don't really have a lot of holes necessarily, so they're they're not pigeonholed and looking for strictly a defenseman or forward. They have guys like like Bo Horvat, Sam Reinhart, uh, Galchenyuk is up front. And their veterans are signed long-term, too. So they have Adam Larson and Corey Perry, Carey Price, uh, Duncan Keith, already signed the long-term deal. So they're they're right in that spot where they are they can take the best player available. And looking up front, I think Zaka is that player for them. Uh, he's going to get a lot of time now to, to play in New Jersey, you know, obviously on a team that always seems to struggle for offense. So if he's able to spark anything for them, he's just going to be a, a bonus. And I think in New Jersey, he's going to get that opportunity because, again, they're always starved for, for offense. So he's he's the pick there for me. Uh, and I think he gives them a little bit more Montreal, a little bit of flexibility moving forward for another top six player uh, long term. Yeah, it's a very good pick. Very good right. pick there. I was kind of hoping he would slip to me at 14. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm looking at him too, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number twelve, the Alaska Polar Bears. Yeah, well, since they already got McDavid, I think their draft is done. <laughs> <laughs> so are they trading so, that bill to Boston, or? I think they traded uh, to Cincinnati. Ah, oh, must have missed it. We're back up calling. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with with McDavid, they already got a solid top nine. You know, four lines with Ovechkin, Backstrom, Skinner, you know. But, again, they're short on D, so I got to go with the defenseman. Uh, so I take Anthony D'Angelo, who's the same puck-moving type defenseman that we've talked about earlier. <laughs> but, you know, this kid's been compared to Gosses Bear, and he's got those same great offensive instincts. And he really looks like he could get a spot with the Lightning this year. You know, he had a cup of tea with him last year, and – uh He's going to get some time this season again, and that's a, that's a good team to get time with too. If you're you know exactly a defenseman. Right. All right, so number eighteen for the Boston Bears. Yeah, I got you getting uh, Lawson Kraus. How do you feel about that one, Chris? Uh, all right, I, I you know I'm interested to hear you know your your reasoning. You know, just to get your perspective on it. Uh, but I, he's a solid player for sure. Well, I basically picked him because he's a prospect, so he's not going to help your team now. And I hope you lose. <laughs> horribly <laughs> no um no i picked him he is a prospect you know you you're going through a slight rebuild i think your team has a good shot at making the playoffs as long as they all stay healthy 
I mean, yeah, I mean you, you got, I you got JVR, that. like, you know, a couple D, you got to resign Alsner uh, as an unrestricted free agent. But, like, looking at your team up and down, you have some solid young defensemen. You have, what, Pessy down in uh, Carolina. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, like, for young forwards, especially on the wings, you're, you know, you're lacking, you know, and you could really use a guy there. Now, at this point, chances are, I mean, there's a couple other guys on the board still that might help you out as, like, a third-line guy. But I think in the long run, it doesn't matter if he helps you on the third line this year. You need a guy who's going to help you out in the top two lines going forward. And you might I agree. Be able to get, I agree. And Kraus, you know, being that he is a prospect, will hopefully give you three solid years, uh, you know, up there on your top two lines. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, looking for, I, mean, I, I tend to look, I mean, you can tell by the picks I've even made for the other, the other owners that I look more towards the long-term who I, you know, perceive to be the best player long-term versus a, you know, a, a short term, you know, gain, but maybe not as, as great as long term look at it. So, uh, yeah, uh, Kraus is definitely fits that bill there. All right. Now we got Chris, you're selecting for the Cincinnati Sword. <laughs> yeah. Via, via right. Moncton. Via Moncton, yeah. At number 14. Before you, before you make your pick, I would like to welcome back Owen and Chris. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, welcome them back to, to the league. Back. And, uh, you know, if, if anybody else is listening to this podcast besides the three of us, you know, want to. <laughs> want to welcome all the new owners you know it's it's exciting to have finally i think this is the first time we've actually had a full league right i I think so yeah and it's nice like you said we have two you know two owners that have had a long history of uh, being very active in the league and have contributed a lot too so getting them back and uh, hopefully the new guys are are just as uh just as into it as as we kind of are and uh you know it is nice to have all the teams have solid ownership yeah, with with the expansion draft coming in next season, or maybe would it be next season for us? Do you think or I two? Think it would. I think it would would come in the same season because we have to align with the schedules, correct? Yeah, that's true. Oh, You're absolutely yeah, right. Good point. Right. Yeah, so it would be next year. But but yeah, it would be you know be nice to have thirty owners going into that, and then you know you get a new guy in, and you know with with the expansion rules, and again, I don't know if it would mirror the NHL or if it would be a little bit different, but. You know, with the NHL rules, they're going to have a decent team. They yeah, they really are. So yeah, they, they definitely will. But anyways, uh, getting back to last of ours. Yeah, yeah give me the uh, pick, Chris. Okay, at fourteen, we got uh, we got Nick Ritchie coming to you, Justin. That's a good uh, pick. This, just looking at your team, I mean, you you have a, a good amount of young guys on your team, and of course, you have a very solid lineup to begin with. But then looking at you know guys that are coming up through the pipeline that are going to be taking up some of those roles for it, you already have. Obviously, Johnny Goudreau is already a big part of your lineup, but he's a young kid. And uh, Wenberg and, and Marco Dano, I still think, might turn into something for you. And on D, you have uh, uh, Rasmus uh, Rissalainen, uh, Ekman Larson, still young. And, and I think Jake Gardner still might, if he gets a shot to really do something, he might turn you know turn into a solid D for you. So you really don't have any holes at all in your lineup. So I, I just chose someone that, I thought was the best player available. Uh, and, and Richie is that prototypical power forward and playing in Anaheim. He's going to get some time with, you know, Perry and gets and he's just going to be a solid player. He may not be, he may not be that guy like right away, but you're not in a situation where you need him to be. If, if he turned into a top player or reached his peak in two, three years from now, you, you would still be okay. And, and you probably would reap the benefits from it. So that's why I chose him at that at 14 for you. All right. I do the exact same thing. Plan for the future. I have a guy that's going to come up through the pipeline. He's a great player to have. 
All right, so the 15th right. and final pick, we got Justin and the Johnstown Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to finish this off right. Um, Johnstown's a team that's deep, and they're going to contend for the playoffs again. Uh, so I'm taking the guy that I think is going to help them in the long run, and I'm taking Oliver Bjorkstrand out of Columbus. You know, he's a, play, he's a player that can play all three zones. He plays with grit. Uh, he's got great scoring instincts, too. Uh, he's definitely going to be playing with the Blue Jackets this year, so his card will be a great card next year. I know it doesn't help him this year, but moving forward, he's going to be a guy that can he, he can put in his top six down the line. Yeah, I, I'll be the first one to admit, I don't really know that much about him. So, you know, being that you picked him there, uh, you know, he's got to be – I think he's probably a solid pick, and then, you know, I'm really interested to see – you know, see him play in the NHL and see, you know, how he pans out. Yeah, there's other guys you could take there, take here, but I think he's a little bit of a steal or a little bit of a sleeper. So if I was Johnstown, I'd jump all over. Uh, look at you giving up your sleeper picks. Yeah, yeah. I'll, wow. give, I'll throw one in. <laughs> wow. You got a few in their pocket? Yeah. It is a very deep draft. Looking at doing this actually showed me a little bit of how deep it actually is. Yeah, uh, you know, cause usually you can usually figure out a top ten f- for most drafts, but this one we got it was pretty tough. I think after the first few picks, uh, it really could be it could be a lot of different players, and nobody would really argue with it either. Right. Yeah. After, it, after exactly. one and two, it's yeah, it's wide open, and whoever you're going to take there is not going to be a bad pick. No, I think it also makes a difference too, because uh, yeah, you also have guys like Linus Allmark, because you know maybe one of those teams in the top fifteen want to pick a, a ready-made backup goalie for this season, right? Yeah, yeah, true. You know, and there's probably a few other guys that you know coming up in the draft that could have easily been in the top fifteen. Yeah, guys like Miko Lawton, Jared McCann, good, yeah. good, solid players here. Ver- Oh, yeah, he's there. Yeah, of course, Sandheim is going to probably go because a lot of Flyer fans in the in the place, you know. Right. And he's a solid defenseman to begin yeah. with. But yeah, he'll, you right. know, the right. fact that he's a solid Flyers defenseman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. I know me personally, I was disappointed that uh, Provorov's junior season kept going on because I, <laughs> I wanted him to play that one AHL game, pick him up at number nine. But it wasn't meant <laughs> you know, to be. We got to wait one more year. Well, when you guys are making the playoffs, I'll be uh, trying to prime myself to get Provorov early. In the <laughs> nice. <laughs> no one knows to get you, but I'll be rooting for you to lose so I can get him <laughs> with that. <bit. laughs> All right, boys. With that said, I think that was a pretty successful mock draft. We'll yeah, see. I think so. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really yeah, curious. Yeah, uh, it was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, well, the real draft starts this Friday, the early bird special. Yeah, it is. And then, uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see top 15 see how that turns out see how see how wrong we are i'm really interested to see just the whole first round with how deep this is to see where guys fall to yeah you know there's gonna be some moves being made i you know you keep seeing on the forum you know guys wanting to move up or even move down just trying to get more draft picks really curious to see how this all pans out but all right gentlemen uh thank you very much for joining us yeah thank you you know thank you maybe we'll be talking again soon see after seeing how this goes yeah this was fun i'd like to do it again Yeah, thanks.